Every year, the Central College Placement Organization helps athletes from all over the globe to live their wildest American dreams. With the Central College Grand Slam Show, we will get the chance to meet and discuss with not only international and American student athletes, but also coaches, parents, and so much more. If you want to know more about the student athletes' journey and our player story, you are at the right place. So stay tuned. Hello everyone and welcome to the Central College Grand Slam Show and for this second episode we have the pleasure to host Ignacio Garrido from Mexico. So Ignacio completed his undergrad at University of South Carolina Upstate. Then he did his master's at Liberty University before heading to Washington DC. So hi Ignacio, how are you doing today? Hey Candace, I'm doing good. How about you? Good, good. I'm really excited to to have you uh, in the podcast. So Can you can you actually introduce yourself uh, in more details? Sure. Uh, first of all, thank you for having me, Candice. And yeah, so I was born and raised in a tennis family. Um, I started playing tennis when I was seven years old with my dad. He was my tennis coach till I was 14. Um, and what's funny is that I really didn't like tennis that much at the beginning. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, for some reason I didn't like it because I wasn't good at it yet. So I was practicing other sports like soccer and baseball actually. So that's that's the funny part that I didn't really enjoy playing tennis. Oh, that that's interesting. So when did you start actually enjoying it? So I will say at the age of 10, that's when I started to take tennis more seriously. Um mm -hmm. I was starting to have better results mm -hmm. overall. And that's, that's at, you know, that at that point, I was enjoying tennis a little bit more. Okay, so what you're saying is that basically you were, you gave a lot of importance to results, right? Well, yes, but um, I mean, I mean, I guess I, we can say that, you know, I wasn't enjoying losing but it's not like i enjoyed tennis that much for some reason okay so what i'd like to know is um at which moment did you did you think that tennis was more more important than soccer for example and that um it was a big part of your life yeah good question so i think when i was 10 um i remember my dad showing me the rankings and At that time, I was number three in the nation. So I think that was the moment where I kind of like decided that I want to take se uh, tennis seriously just because, again, I saw that I, you know, had some chances to, to be among the top players in Mexico. So that's that was the key moment where I decided to take tennis over other sports in general. Pretty quickly, you started dreaming about U.S. universities and the American way of life, right? Well, yes, because my dad was always, you know, talking about having better opportunities here in the U.S. And he also had a couple of friends that were actually playing tennis for, for example, Georgia Tech and TCU, which are like pretty good schools. And, you know, they were not like elite players, but somehow were able to to find a way to, to get that scholarship and and continue to play tennis while receiving an education. So my dad always 
told me that that's that's an option and we should always be aiming for that if possible. Okay, so you would say that your dad is the person that inspired you to take that uh, that turn. Yeah, I mean, I definitely will say that he was always, you know, um, having that in mind or like keeping keeping that option alive. Okay, yeah, that's that makes sense. Um, so, what type of students were you? Was school as important as tennis for you, or? What was your perspective at that time? That's a great question again. Um, honestly, I took school very seriously because my dad and my mom were always pushing for me to get good grades. Um, and also my professors, they, they were always you know, telling me that uh, sports and education go hand in hand. It's like very important to, to have a balance uh, in between those two. So... Um, But at the age of 15, it's when everything changed in my life because at that point I decided to, again, take take the next step and take tennis a little bit more seriously, you know, focusing more on my tennis game. Um, so I was sacrificing some hours of school. So I was practicing eight hours a day at some point mm -hmm. and only doing four hours of, of, of school. So... Wow. Yeah, so I wasn't focusing as much in school um, as I was in tennis. Yeah. Okay, so were your parents agreeing with kind of like that decision for you to put tennis in front of school? Um, actually, yes. You know, they we, we had a talk at some point um, to see what my goals were and if they thought that it was a good decision for me to reduce the amount of hours that I was putting into my school hours. So they, they, you know, supported me through all this process. So I was, I was happy, you mm -hmm. know, to, to have my parents supporting me yeah. in this decision. Um, so at this moment of your life, did you, did you try to go pro? Yes, I actually did. I was, you know, that was my goal. And like, like every other kid, you know, you always dream to be number one in the world, to be among the top players in the world. So yes, I actually did try and, you know, did my best. You know, that was my goal. Uh, that was my dream. And that, that was the reason why I, you know, decided to put more focus on my tennis. But, but yes, I did try Sadly, I wasn't able to make it to number one in the world, but I think I did okay. <laughs> so, more seriously, it's it's a real commitment to to go pro. So usually you have to sacrifice some some things like your sometimes your social life, but also school. So, did you feel comfortable with the idea of? not having a degree because usually this is what's happening when you want to be pro you you have to to leave that behind yeah um well to be honest my mindset was always to get a degree regardless it was turning pro or not um you know my my parents were always telling me that even if you make it you i we would like for you to still continue with your education you know because again you never know even if you make it Injuries are possible, you know, so I think having a, a backup plan, in this case, having an education 
will be the best option, I think. That's mm -hmm. only my opinion. Mm -hmm. But yeah, my mindset was, again, to to get an education regardless if, if I turn pro or not. I mean, that's interesting because if I talk about my, ex my own experience, um, it was always hard for me to reconcile um, both studies and tennis because I, I had to miss so many days of school um, because of playing tournaments and my professors were not very happy about that. So it was, it was always kind of hard and I, I was always uh, thinking about it. It was just something always in my mind. Yeah, I can completely understand that. So anyways, um, is that the reason why you decided to come to the United, to United States um, and live your life as a student athlete, like being able to study and play your passion at the same time? Yes, definitely. The opportunity to do both at the same time while still playing at a high level, you know, tennis was something that I wanted to do. And regardless, you know, there, there are some tennis pros that did, uh, like, they, they actually played college tennis. For example, John Isner, James Blake, um, among others, you know. So I knew that I was going to be a good option for me. Yeah. Okay, what I want to know now is um, what pushed you to choose University of South Carolina Upstate? Um, did you actually have the choice with other universities? And um, what factors made you decide? Well, um, the reason why I went to University of South Carolina Upstate was because the assistant coach was also from Mexico. Mm -hmm. And um, I really liked the connection that we made during our meetings, you know, like the recruiting meetings. Mm -hmm. So that was a major factor for me to, to choose uh, USC Upstate over other schools like Virginia Tech, Florida Atlantic, mm -hmm. East Tennessee State, and mm -hmm. Auburn University at Montgomery, which at the time they were the number one school mm -hmm. in the nation um, in Division Two. Mm -hmm. So that was probably the, the, the biggest factor. And also I really, you know, liked the, the head coach as well. Um, mm -hmm. He was a nice person to talk to, and I could really uh, tell that he cared about the team. Mm -hmm. That, I mean, you, you brought an interesting point um, about the connection with your coach. Is Actually, I had the same experience because I had the choice with different universities. And Columbus State University, um, I, I talked to the coach and I right away felt like a, a connection. And plus, he introduced me to, to players. So I already felt kind of like in the team. Uh, so that's, that was also a major, um, a major factor in my decision yeah. and um, so how was the process for you I mean which step did you have to take um, did you did you receive help from an agent uh, to help you with the paperwork for example or did you do everything on your own yeah so fortunately uh, one of my coaches knew the way to contact schools here in the US so he basically showed me how to do it and I just sent thousands of emails to all of the coaches, you know, sending them my results, my GPA, mm -hmm. um, kind of like my, my, my mindset, you know, explaining them what kind of player I was. Mm -hmm. And so, what type of player are you, by the way? <laughs> <laughs> Good question. Well, I think, I think uh, I'm a very 
passionate guy, if that makes sense. You know, I, I'm, I'm a guy who's always trying to give it all, uh, regardless, win or lose. I always try to, to have a right attitude, uh, to always compete. Um, I, I don't know. I think that was always my, my way of playing. So were you more like aggressive or defensive on the court? Um, I think I was sometimes defensive. Most of the time, I will say defensive. But once I, you know, went to college, my coach kind of like changed my game style a little bit. So oh, how I, so? How so? Well, I started to do a little bit more of serve and volley, oh, um, yeah. coming to the net a lot. So that completely changed my game style. So yeah. Oh, and actually, I have a question. How how did you do in doubles? Because. For example, for me, it was a huge weakness. I've never played doubles in France. Uh, and I found myself playing everyday doubles in, in college. So it was such an experience. And I think my, my coach had gray hairs at one point. Uh, but yeah, how was it for you? Well, for me, fortunately enough, I really loved doubles. And doubles, we, we played a lot of doubles in Mexico. So that wasn't something new for me but i mean always you can always learn from from what your coaches are telling you to do but mm -hmm. i i i think i enjoy doubles sometimes at some point um uh, in my career so i was okay with doubles mm -hmm. and uh, so do you re do you remember your first day like um so i know because you told me that before that you didn't learn english in school in mexico that much so do you, how did you manage because it's, it's a very hard um, moment for you to come in the states with not really talking the, the language so how did you manage did you receive some help from from your teammates or your coaches um well actually about my first day i remember you know that yes my english was very very limited just because like like you mentioned we we don't do English sometimes in Mexico, at, you know, in the schools, they don't teach us two yeah. languages, which yeah. is very sad. But mm -hmm. some, uh, well, I went to Canada for my last year of high school. And that's how I kind of learned English because it wasn't very good anyways. Mm -hmm. um, but I think it was enough at least to, to, to communicate uh, with my teammates, with my coaches and professors. So, mm -hmm. but still was very limited. And my first day, um, so I was late for my first day of class, meaning that I was still in Mexico when the mm -hmm. first day of class was happening because I came in during the spring and I remember that when the day I was supposed to be traveling uh, there was a massive snowstorm uh, hitting the U.S., so all of the airports were closed, and I was stuck in Mexico, so I couldn't I couldn't go uh, a couple of days before class started because I wasn't you know planning on doing on traveling my my first during the first day of class of course, but I was I was still late, uh, so I didn't have the chance to really pick my classes. I was enrolled into some. Hard classes that no one wants to take, and um, I can relate relate to that. <laughs> yeah, and my first day of class, I remember I, I was ready um, like an hour before my first class, you know, because I didn't know campus at all, mm -hmm. 
And uh, I was planning to leave uh, my dorm 45 minutes early just so that I had enough time to, to find the classroom. And somehow I managed to be 30 minutes late to class. So that was, uh, that was the, you know, a fun experience yeah. to... Yeah, on the moment it's kind of stressful, but then you remember it and it's like a nice memory. <laughs> like I, it is. I, I remember my first day, it was like super stressful. Uh, so first of all, it was a very long flight because I had some connections and um, I never eat in the plane. Mm-hmm. So 16 hours without eating. Then it was like three hours at the immigration. And I remember my coach uh, picked me up at 1 a.m. And I remember I was starving, but I didn't dare saying anything. And of course, he asked me, do you want to eat? And I was like, no, no, I'm fine, you know, because I didn't want to bother him at 1 a.m. And I was new and my English was not great. So I was kind of freaking out. But um, I didn't have like a snowstorm like you because I studied in Georgia. So it's pretty warm out there. It's like uh, 35 degrees Celsius. Yeah, it's super nice weather, but... Yeah, it's really nice memories. Uh, I love remembering moments. Of course. So yeah, I had to accommodate myself to many uh, different things, but luckily I had the the help of my coach, uh, my coaches, my teammates. Um, so did you did you actually feel supported and did they help you? Yeah, my teammates were also very nice. You know, we were most i mean we were all international students mm-hmm. so i kind of like you know they understood the struggle at the beginning because they all went through that through the same process yeah. so i think that they they knew and they were very helpful always you know asking mm-hmm. questions if i needed anything uh, they were always nice to me mm-hmm. same with my coaches you know they they took me to to walmart i remember just <laughs> to buy all my my staff for my room, my yeah. food. So they were always helpful in that in that regard. Yeah. So you you felt welcomed. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I did. So talking about your teammates, uh, for sure you have like a favorite moment or a moment that you will never forget, right? Oh, of course. My most memorable moment with my teammates, I think it was when we made it to the conference final mm-hmm. um, for the first time in the school history. After defeating Florida the Gulf Coast uh, in the semifinals, which they were the number one team in our conference, mm-hmm. and they were also ranked among um, the top fifty teams in the nation, um, and we also hosted that tournament. Mm-hmm. So just having that experience of winning in front of all of your friends, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, even your my professors were there, you know, always supporting. So that was that was something very special. Yeah. Uh, winning four three. In the in the the last match, yeah. you know, it, it gets always <laughs> exciting to to see. Yeah. So that was that was probably the best memory I have with my team. What about you, Candace? Do you have a, a favorite moment with your teammates? I mean, it's so hard because I have so many. I think like every every year is so special. It's different yeah. teams. Um, so, but I would say that the the first year, you know, it everything was new. Um, so I was a freshman and um, I know that the coach mentioned that the program in the program history, uh, Columbia State have never been to into semifinals. So we found a way to nationals and we won in the quarterfinal wow. crazy match. And yeah, it was such a, 
a big moment for, for our university, for the coach, for the team. And I remember we were just like screaming and being so happy. And I think it's a moment that I will never forget. It was the first time in history that um, we were going into semifinals and I really could feel the emotions. So yeah. I think it was such a great moment. But I have I have so many like uh, another moment where, as you said, you know, when you, you win a match, it's 3-3, you do this yeah. match. And I won like against a, a girl I was 5-2 down the third set I saved some game points and yeah then we we won 4-3 so I think it was those, those kind of moments but for me yeah my all my memories my best memories are with my team nice yeah of course so how did you feel about playing not only for yourself but for something something bigger like a, a university teammates coaches um, how did you feel about it? Uh, did you feel the expectations on your shoulders? Honestly, I think that it helped me uh, even more just knowing that I had, you know, all the support from my teammates, from my coaches. Mm -hmm. I knew that they were, you know, having my back and that mm -hmm. just gave me more confidence to to keep on going. And, and also, you know, like they were more than just my teammates. At some point they were they're still family for me so i think just playing for for you know a group of individuals that you enjoy yeah. uh, being around yeah. you know i think that just gave you that just gave me the extra motivation to to compete and to do my best yeah, yeah i mean what you said was very interesting is and very true uh so my next question for you is that um, you have experienced great moments uh, that will stay with you for the rest of your life. But I bet that you also faced some challenges during those past four years. So do you do you want to talk about it? Yeah, I think probably the biggest challenge that I went through in college was when there was a car accident. Um, oh. That was the beginning of my sophomore year. Okay. And we lost one of our closest friends who was involved in that car accident. So, mm. you know, that was that was a very sad moment, not only for for, you know, for me, but for all of my teammates, um, my coaches and pretty much the whole school. You know, it was something that. Um, that kind of like hit the entire university and it made us mm -hmm. open our eyes and realize that, you know, it, it anything can happen you know so we needed to be grateful for everything that we have mm -hmm. and i think that just uh brought us closer you know and that was the year that when we made it to the finals you know we we were a one big family after everything that happened you know we were always supporting each other yeah. uh, make, making sure that we were all okay we're doing okay during classes also yeah. so i think it was a struggle, yes, but it also, you know, brought something positive out of it. It's definitely very tragic. And so basically it was like a, something that brought you kind of closer. Yeah, definitely. Yes, yeah. for sure. So changing a little bit the, the subject. So you have experienced college as a student and then as a coach at Liberty University. Um, was this transition hard or how, how was the transition for you? 
to be to be honest um i think it was very similar you know just being able to to be par um to be part of a team once again was great um the only difference that i think there was the only i mean the only difference was that i was watching everything from the sidelines and just mm-hmm. you know coaching uh from 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 the bench you know just trying to help my my players uh, to to reach their maximal potential so did you miss it uh the 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 student athlete life yes 100 you know it wasn't <laughs> sometimes you just want to take the racket and play for them <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was actually that was actually true you know i was Yes, I was still involved, but I wanted to be still playing, you know, in you know, just playing more matches. That was that was the only thing that I missed from from playing matches. But so did you feel comfortable and confident enough to lead a team? I mean, you are responsible for like what ten players. I don't know, were you responsible for only the women's or the men's? I was I was uh, responsible for the men's team. You know, I was I was uh, with the men's. How many players was that? Oh, on top of my head, I don't remember, but I think ten sounds about right. Yeah. So I mean, you're responsible for ten players. How did you build that confidence and that trust relationship with them? Um, yeah, at the beginning it was very challenging. You know, because they didn't really know me. They didn't really know mm. my background. So. I had to start from zero and just, mm. you know, building that trust in me. And I think they realized that I just wanted the best for them and mm. just to have the best results we could. Yes, that's that's very true. And um, so would you actually recommend to players to follow the, the student athlete path now that you had all those experiences? Like when you look back, uh, do you... For sure, you don't regret it, but like, how do you recommend it? I will 100% recommend this path to all of the students because I think that college is, I mean, being a student athlete is such a unique opportunity that helps mm. you grow not only as an athlete or a student, but also as a person, you know. Mm-hmm. So I will 100% recommend uh, this path to, to any to any student yeah and plus uh having having a degree and uh, being able to pursue uh, his passion it's something like uh, that is that is very unique and special and um, i would also recommend this path because um, i think it taught me a lot about myself uh, how to be organized you know you have to jump from Uh, schools, uh, homeworks, projects, <laughs> tennis competitions, practice. So it taught me a lot how to be organized with myself, mm-hmm. how to always fight for what I want and perseverance. Uh, so I would definitely recommend it. And plus you, you, you have the chance to practice in the best facilities in the world. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, by the way, how was your infrastructures? Yeah, your that's, campus? that's also something, you know, um, When I first came and I saw all the, the, you know, the gym facilities, the tennis facilities is something completely different to what we have yeah. in, in Mexico or other countries, you know, that in I Europe, went to. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, you know, that, that just shows you how much um, importance they give to, to sports here in the U.S. And they, they support each sport as, as much as the others. 
So for me, that was also something very important, you know. I mean, you you bring a very good point. Is like um, they they put a lot of money uh, for the t the the programs in sport in general, and it's something that we don't have in Europe. I mean, I've never felt that supported than in the U.S. You know, I always felt uh, recognized there. Uh, while in France, I didn't feel that. Um, I don't know about you, but no, it's the same, completely the same. I understand. Yep. Okay, so. My last question, so you are now working for Central College Placements um, in Washington, D.C. Can you tell us more about this agency, this project, and why is it dear to your heart? Yeah, so here at College Placement, um, we, you know, we help students from all over the world to, through that process, you know, we help them with, with visas, with all the NCAA rules, And we just help them find a, a perfect fit for them to go to go to school and have the best experience that they can. And and I mean, just being able to do that, you know, to help students find the perfect fit is something that I that I love to do, you know. And and as much as I enjoyed my experience here in the U.S., I want them to have the same experience, if not better, you know. And doing that. It's, it's something rewarding, you know, and yeah. it's just it's just nice to see their smile in their faces, mm -hmm. knowing that they're going to have the best experience they can. Yeah, and sometimes those those players they they don't have uh, they don't have um, access to those information, and it's good that we can help them uh, with exactly. that matter. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Um, thank you so much, uh, Ignacio, for taking time, for taking from your time uh, for this podcast. I really enjoyed uh, hearing more about um, your experience and as a coach and also as a student athlete. So thank you so much. No, thank you. Thank you for letting me share my experience with you and okay. uh, with everyone listening. Yeah. And I hope to I hope to be back at some point. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you so much. Okay, thank you, Candace. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening. And if you want to know more about Others Players' journey, just stay tuned or follow the Instagram page Central College Placement. Thank you so much and see you soon. <laughs>